3: The late night anger management class. I am RNC. 06 AM. Channel 159 Sports Good Radio Networks. So we were just talking about uh, an investigation that's going on, the federal probe but an illicit gambling ring that allegedly catered to professional sports players, expanded to investigate possible ties to a number of Las Vegas hotel employees, according to multiple sources. In recent weeks, federal agents from California visited Resorts World Las Vegas in connection. Uh, with their widening probe of the sports betting ring operated by former minor league baseball player Wayne Nix, two people familiar with the matter, uh, tell uh, sources. One of the people who asked to remain anonymous said that more than a dozen employees of Resort World and MGM Grand, both icons of the strip, have been subpoenaed as part of the investigation according to court filings. As we just discussed, the Knicks gambling ring operated the highest levels of professional sports with former pro athletes acting as bookies and clients including a Major League Baseball coach, and active, active NFL and Major League Baseball players, an NBA players business manager and a sports broadcaster. Sources say the federal probe is examining the possibility that current or former Las Vegas hotel employees acted as agents in a betting network and were allegedly paying off gambling debts to Nix with casino comps, bonus points, and casino chips. Federal agents are specifically looking at allegations that Las Vegas hotel employees use comps and promo chips to pay off person gambling debts due to Knicks. They're also looking at the possibility that employees acted as agents in the Knicks network by making a commission off of professional sports players' bets through him. And they're alleging that other players used to were, were acting as agents. So basically, imagine, let's say, a guy in the NFL is placing bets... And somebody says to him, listen, like, you're placing bets under the table. No one knows. Like, I want to get in on this. And then, like, he would get a cut of the losses type of deal. Right? And he, like, bookies have agents, so to speak. You know what I mean? So the agents go out and recruit players. And then they are responsible for collecting as well from those, from the players that are in their, you know, their, their, that are their their clients. The DailyMail.com indicates that members of the state agency are aware of the allegation being investigated uh, by the feds, which is already being looked at. The Nevada Gaming Control Board does not have any comment on your inquiry. The Las Vegas investigation is being led by federal investigators based out of Los Angeles, where the case versus Nix was brought last year. Agents with Homeland Security's investigations and IRS criminal, criminal investigations are leading uh, the probe. The U.S. Attorney's Office has uh, no comment. Neither does the MGM Grand or Resort, Resorts World. So, And not to tank the MGM or Resorts World. They have thousands, tens of thousands of employees, right? So they don't know that one of their, you know what I mean, cust- you know, they, they don't know what everybody's up to. But it'll be alleged that they are supposed to. <laughs> the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. 06 AM Channel One Five Nine of the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates wherever you may be. We're just discussing a bombastic report about a potential gambling ring, and so listen. This this involves Las Vegas. It involves some potential, maybe allegedly Las Vegas hotel employees um, and professional sports athletes. Current, some current uh, were betting, yet. You know, you look you look at this story here, and I think that's what the big news is. Listen, we remember a couple of years ago, right, during the World Cup, there's always stuff going on in Vegas, right? There's always going to be behind-the-scenes stuff, and there's always going to be people that don't want to bet through legal means. To me, what stands out about this is the amount of different sports athletes that are allegedly involved in this from from a current Major League Baseball coach. So I don't know whether that means manager or coach. I would assume coach. Coach and manager are two different things. But according to court filings, so this isn't like according to, you know what I mean, somebody on Twitter, this is according to court filings from the U.S. Justice Department. That former pro and current athletes, former pro athletes acting as bookies and clients including a Major League Baseball coach, active NFL and Major League Baseball players, an NBA players business manager, and a sports broadcaster. Let's just say, well, so <laughs> people are going to be concerned for Al Michaels. Let's just say, call it out for what it is here. You're going to be like, well, you know, who, uh, um, I don't know yeah i mean this is you know, sports sports broadcasters bet the thing is i gotta tell you in, in today's day and age there's you know what i mean if you're gonna do this stuff you're gonna get caught you're gonna get caught one of the things like well, you know they legalize gambling and there's like the way they look at it is like look you're allowed to bet so why do you want to do this under the table and they take it pretty seriously Match fixing, bookie rings, all this type of stuff. You get, you know, the IRS, Homeland Security. Next thing you got, got a million different charges on you. The late night anger management class, George Kurtz, will step
2: up and in. This is Sports Rage. Bring it.
0: and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna
4: Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her
2: skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at
4: meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
5: You want some of this, don't you? Yeah. Well, you need to know the winners.
3: And I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the... Coaches, hot
6: line. Line. Yeah, lay on me coach. In
3: the game of my mb mm-hmm. versus
6: Zin- Cincinnati. Zin- Cincinnati. That Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Come on, come on! Don't you realize this is costing me money?
3: Let's roll. I can't believe this story, actually. And, you know, I don't know when it's going to start to pick up more steam and people will sort of catch on to this that, like, so this isn't just sort of like rumors. This, these are from the US, U.S. Justice Department court filings that current, current, a current Major League Baseball coach, a current Major League Baseball coach, current NBA Um, A current NBA players business manager. So I should stress, no NBA players are named in this affidavit and uh, indictment. No NBA players. Or I should say, I don't know. It says former pro athletes. The quote is, highest level of professional sports with former pro athletes acting as bookies and clients, including a major league baseball coach, Active NFL and Major League Baseball players, an NBA players business manager, and a prominent sports broadcaster. So I got to imagine right now there's some pretty nervous players in Major League Baseball. So the thing is, the NFL would need to know this. Right. And the NFL is pretty close with law enforcement. So the NFL would need to know, okay, if you just filed court documents stating that we have players betting, who are they? We need to know. Right? If they're active players, we need to know. And major active major league baseball players and a major league baseball coach. Now it should be noted, of course, as I stated. Um, Nix was a minor league baseball player for six years, and the feds claim that that's how he built his his contacts and knows like everybody in baseball. He's already pled guilty. Nix pled uh, guilty to his role in the gambling ring last year and is yet to be sentenced. But there are signs that the investigation is active and is widening. Last month, a celebrity accountant in Los Angeles with a roster of A-list clients accepted a plea in connection with Nick's sports betting scheme. Yosele Puig also uh, pled not guilty to a charge of lying to federal agents about bets he allegedly placed through Nick's gambling ring. Puig is scheduled to face trial in January. Although betting in legitimate sports books, of course, is legal in Nevada, it remains illegal in California where Nix was based. And uh, we'll bring George Kurtz in in a second, but just to give you a little background uh, here, prosecutors allege that Nix's ring thrived by tapping into a customer base that... Um normally might be barred from registering with legitimate sportsbooks such as professional athletes. Knicks 45 launches a sports book sportsbook operation some 20 years ago in Los Angeles after a six year minor career ended in 2001. His client list was created from contacts that he made in the sports world and included current and former pro athletes who then act as agents and get a commission of players that they bring in. They were getting 20% of, of all losses. Let's bring in uh, George Kurtz right now. George, this sounds like uh, there's a lot to this story that, you know, you hear a current Major League Baseball coach, active Major League Baseball players and active NFL players, and it makes me believe that there's some pretty nervous active NFL and Major League Baseball players right now. And we should note a prominent sports broadcaster.
5: Yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head here, right? There are some nervous people tonight that this came out. You know, one of you, all guys at me? If they don't already know, which maybe they do, as you said, uh, some people have more connections than others. But uh, I imagine there's going to be some uh, players, coaches, broadcasters not getting any sleep tonight.
3: Well, uh, you know, you're exactly right. I, w- I bet you the, the players know. So the ones that have been named in this would know. You know what I mean? Like uh, you, you're told if you're the target of an investigation, so to speak. So they would sort of know. But now I'm saying. When does Roger Goodell know who they are? Probably now. You already said it. You,
5: you said the, the NFL is very cozy. I mean, it's more with the FBI. You know, they've got contacts all, all over the place. I I would think Roger knew already or had a pretty good idea. Yes. But now they yeah. certainly
3: know, yeah. No, you're right. They Roger probably knew. By the way, these guys are under investigation right now, right, uh, just for the record. But he can't do anything until, so, you know. I imagine, like, what do you think about it, it says a Major League Baseball coach?
5: I, the coach doesn't, okay, the coach, the coach, whatever. Uh, the players are the one, oh, God, who is it? You know, that that, that could change something. If, it, if it's a major player, it may not be. Maybe uh, more players that, you know. Let's say you know, it's okay. the
3: pitching coach or something. I mean, Pete Rose got banned for this. Let's say the pitching coach is betting on games. Well, did they say
5: he's betting on his own game, uh, on his own no.
3: sport, his own team? No, him? no, and I, you know, there's, it would have been highlighted. So no, nobody is accused of rigging games in the in the indictment. So then, you know, it wouldn't
5: be good, especially in this day and age. where, I mean, there's no excuse for this, especially in baseball. Where you I think if they develop, look how at how it,
3: George. I think it's more of a money laundering thing from them. Like they're like these guys are betting mm, millions of dollars under the table. That's what is upsetting them, right? Interesting, interesting. Uh, certainly could be that. You know, it is it's certainly
5: a good way to do that. But uh, like I said, th- these players or coaches or whatever Brookies will have no excuse. I mean, it's the first thing you see in any clubhouse. The big sign saying "Don't gamble on, uh, on a sport." First thing, it's in every clubhouse. So I'm going to love to see how they're going to fight this uh, when it comes out. Uh, I said, this. you know, I've come around on the steroids. That you know, uh, certain people did. It. You want to put a needle in your butt? Fine. But the gambling, I have and I think Rose does deserve to be uh, banished for what he did. You know, I don't think there should be a uh, forgiveness, especially the way the, the kind of person he ended up becoming. Uh, so I said, there's just no excuse for this. But I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to come up with.
3: Listen to this, George. Court filing show an unnamed professional football player who is supposedly still playing, paid Knicks $245,000 in gambling losses in 2016. A Major League Baseball coach lost $4,000. It is not disclosed if either bet on their own games, teams, and or sports. Yet it would be like that's a serious crime. That would have been tacked on already. In September 2019, a professional baseball player who was already in debt to Knicks Pleads in text messages for the bookie to raise his credit limit so he could place additional sports wagers, prosecutors say. In 2019, the business of an NBA player was given a credit limit of $25,000 per game to bet on NBA games. Court filings that alleged that an unnamed sports broadcaster... Wow. Court filings alleged that an unnamed sports broadcaster told Knicks by text message in 2019 that he was refinancing his home mortgage to pay off personal gambling debts owed to him.
5: <laughs> uh, that was be, as far as the broadcaster, probably not a major broadcaster.
3: I actually have my suspicions, but I, you know what I mean. I'm not going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I was agree. kidding about Al Michaels. Yeah. Al Michaels is super rich. He's not financing any houses. Right, it's not, like, I, Al I, Michaels is don't, I don't not somebody
5: major. Yeah. yeah. I, don't,
3: I don't think the
5: it's going to be like Michael K.
3: I I think like, everyone's that, sort of thinking much. the same. But like I said, you know what I mean. I'm not going to start throwing names out there. <laughs> like, um, and this is what. Um, Another source says, from the sounds of it, some of the clients of the sports book are much bigger names than perhaps uh, people are expecting. This is going to be a minefield over the next days, weeks. The late night anger management class, right before kickoff, too, huh?
1: All right, listen, I need some cash. What for?
3: I just need it, that's all. Oh, no.
5: Don't tell me.
3: You're gambling again, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, you weak, weak man. (laughs) Yes, we are. This is Sports Rage, and I am a weak man. George Kurtz uh, kicking it with us. More disciplined than I am. Stronger. <laughs> Kurtz uh, throwing it down. So, uh, George, New York Yankees, you and I spoke as the game was going on earlier tonight. It ended up being an 11-3. Final score. I imagine the anger and the rage is going to begin to build with New York Yankee fans with every loss from here on out, actually. Like, talk radio is going to be a lot of fun.
5: I said, I, the Yankees have better hope that the Jets and Giants don't do what a lot of us think they're going to do and struggle in September. Yeah, yeah because a lot of Yankee fans are Giant fans, just the way it works out. A lot of uh, Met fans are Jet fans. And those <laughs> two teams are struggling too. I mean, it's going to be, a, it'll be a nightmare September for everybody. Just everybody. Uh, and uh, talk radio here. So that, uh, I, don't, I don't see things getting better for the Yankees, right? If anything, they'll get, they'll get worse. You know, it's going to be very intriguing. And I, you know, I was thinking about this after our show, uh, after your show. Uh, if the Yankees move on from Boone, yeah, I fully expect it to be another puppet, by the way. Where it doesn't matter. Like Dave Chappelle said, they got to get rid of uh, Cashman. He still has to go here. But if they did, Gabe, there's one guy who I could see them hiring that would give them some cover, at least for a while. All right, there's a, a guy who uh, they say lost out to Girardi, and Girardi finished over me. You know where I'm going with here?
3: Derek Jeter.
5: No, I don't think Jeter wants to manage, but you're on on—you're on sort of the right path. He did play with Jeter.
3: Who? Don Mattingly. Oh, Donnie Baseball, bench coach of the yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Yes,
5: and if they hired him, you know, it would give them some cover, you know, because he He's is popular, more a more legitimate you're right. manager.
3: They look at things I, from I don't a think PR will, perspective. Is he right. a good manager? Debatable. It's hard to tell. Right, I mean, uh,
5: you can't really ju- you can't judge him on the Dodgers, not really so much on Miami. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, but the Yankee fans wouldn't care. Donnie Baseball's back.
3: Like, he would have some. You need some, some grace room. Don't you want like some fresh blood, like a young manager type? They're not doing that. It's, I know. I, you know,
5: I. I want like a real manager. Yeah, they're I'm a lot like
3: the, the Cowboys, yeah, like the Cowboys uh, in that sense. Your two teams, very similar with coaching, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. You know, I think it's very similar. They both want puppets. You know, just that the owner wants to puppet
5: with the Cowboys, with the Yankees, it's, uh, the, general, the general manager. Uh, but I just, I wonder if they would do something like that. You know, I'm, I'm not a Boone defender.
3: But I don't You're right. It. it could cover for Cashman bringing in Donnie Baseball. And you know so he would take the job.
5: I, I don't think, I don't think Donnie would do it if he has to, you know, follow Cashman, you know. But, if, you know, Cashman says jump, you know, Boone's going to ask how high. Manly's not going to do that.
3: No, you know, he And is like an old school dude, less that. analytic guy as well. Exactly,
5: and that's why I don't think he'll get hired. I just, I just don't think. But I think, like I said, I can see certain Yankee upper ups, maybe not. Oh, hell, like a Randy Levine saying, hey, we should, we should put Maddux in there. And if you believe that the rumors, Manley finished second to Girardi when Girardi was hired. You know, they went to Girardi over Maddux for whatever reason. I don't remember the reason why here. Like I said, I'm not saying Boone's the issue. Like I said, he's a no. problem. It's more cash's problem. But listening to him yesterday at their post-game news conference, you know, I just want to strangle him. I truly did. Uh, when he said that he had no interest in, uh, or he, uh, he never considered, with his words, walking Jake Berger. What do you mean you didn't consider it? You know, uh, you, maybe you don't want to do it because you have your reasons. You don't want to, you don't want to load the base where Conley may have uh, control problems or a wild pitch and the run scores, but you didn't consider it. Does it mean you didn't think about it? Isn't it your manager to know this, that you could walk this guy, the guy who destroyed you all weekend? That, when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, you, you, I'm surprised more people haven't questioned him about this. When you say, did not consider it, did you not even think about it? Or you just weren't going to do it in a million years because you didn't want to put the bases loaded? I'd want to know this because if you're not considering it, that means you're, you're not a manager. You're just not a manager because you didn't even think about that. Oh, I could do this.
3: I think you're right about Mattingly in a sense. He would provide big cover for everybody. They would blame him. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're I sort don't know
5: of Manning like the. willing to take uh, every marching order from Cashman?
3: Yeah, and like I said too, like you know, Mattingly wasn't great with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He wasn't really great with the Marlins either. But was it his fault? I don't know. So. I don't put it this way. I agree with you as far as Boone's concerned. I don't think it's his fault that the team is who they are and I don't think they'd be any different with Don Mattingly, do you? Well, now it's the same team. <laughs> no,
5: I don't. Don't you find don't you really find it amazing how the New York Yankees, what was the payroll we talked about today? 287 million
3: or 279, whatever no, whatever. It was in the 3 like, Don't
5: you find it amazing that the New York Yankees right now don't have a first baseman? They have an outfielder who's playing first base. They Don't have a third baseman. You know they have a whole bunch of guys. that thought kind of filling for the old but there's no third baseman on the Yankees. Don't oh my God, really you're catcher. right, George.
3: Two seventy nine, two hundred seventy nine no. million.
5: You know they, they don't really have a catcher, Gabe, and they haven't had a left fielder all year. The New York Yankees don't have four regulars at four. But that's that's amazing to me. Absolutely yeah, they spend that much money. To put together.
3: <laughs> that's what Yeah. <laughs> The Mets roster sucks for 343 million. <laughs> like that's another one too. It's like man, you guys really don't have a lot of good players considering you're spending 343 million dollars. So the Mets are number one at uh, 343. The Yankees number two, 279. And how about San Diego, George? Number three. So the top three spending teams in baseball, complete train wrecks. They spent 252 million this year. But get this. That's why. The Rangers are fourth, and they're getting a bang for their buck. The Rangers are fourth at 247. The Phillies are fifth at 245. The Dodgers are sixth at 238. The Astros are seventh at 236. And then you get the Angels at eighth. So it's interesting, isn't it? So the four, five, six, and seven, they're getting a bang for their buck back. These other teams are not.
5: I think what's scary is that the top three are, what do they spend, 343, 279? That's what, uh, 643, 622? Nearly a billion dollars. It's almost $900 million of teams not making the playoffs, the top three. A little less than $900 million.
3: Yeah, Yeah, and that'll encourage. Uh, That's another thing, too, with salaries. And let's look at the bottom here. The Baltimore Orioles, only two teams spend less money than the Orioles. The Athletics? The Athletics payroll is fifty-eight million dollars. The Pirates is sixty-eight. The Baltimore Orioles seventy million. The Rays seventy-eight million.
5: Oh, God, the Orioles are gonna be a problem. They're gonna be a problem for a long for, if they do it right, they'll be a problem for a long time in the American League East for everybody. That's
3: it. That, like team. most of the other teams, George, that aren't spending money kind of suck. Like the athletics are terrible. The Pirates, whatever, they have a bunch of young players. Yeah, the Cleveland Guardians are 26, and you know they spend $88 million, but then you look, the Kansas City Rolls are 25th payroll, the Nationals 24th, the Reds 23rd, Marlins 22nd, D-backs 21st, Tigers 20th. Tigers kind of suck for spending $121 million. You
5: know, they, they, a lot of these things, though, when they do spend it, they spend it poorly. And they don't spend it on the right people.
3: Uh, you, you know what's weird, George? You're right. There. Like the Colorado Rockies, if you would have asked someone about the Rockies, they're actually 14th. they have the 14th highest payroll in baseball, the Colorado Rockies. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I have that Chris Bryant
5: signing the wall out for you
2: guys. $170 million. Uh,
5: which is not terrible. I mean, it's a, The White it's Sox, a, Sox are
3: 162. Twins 154. Hell, the Cardinals 152 only. I
5: would have thought the Cardinals
3: were more. Yeah.
5: Well, maybe that's the problem, though. They would have spent it the uh, right They'd spend it in the right, no team, in the right place. They get old in a hurry in the pitching staff.
3: Yeah. So, speaking of which, Zeke Elliott no longer with the Dallas Cowboys. I guess I'm not surprised, signed with the Patriots. You got Cook that signs with the Jets, and uh, Elliott signs with the Patriots. Let's start off with Cook, actually. What do you think of Cook with the Jets? Dalvin Cook. I love this
5: I think this is a great move you know I think the Jets sort of had to do something like this because Rodgers took all that less money right and he wants to make sure they're going to spend it on the team whether or not that it's you know maybe it has something to do with it maybe it doesn't but uh I'm a big believer when it comes to running backs with the uh the ACLs wide receivers too you know you can play your first year back from it but you're not really that player you know, so I don't think Brees Hall is going to be Brees Hall this year. More next year, he'll be Brees Hall again. And signing Dalvin Cook for a one-year deal, $8.6 million, makes everybody happy. Right? It makes Rodgers happy. You're covered for Hall, so you can keep going at it here. Uh, so I like this move. I do. Uh, I do worry somewhat about the shoulder because, you know, he, he can't practice for another week or 10 days at least with the uh, the overseas shoulder surgery. But assuming he, he's okay with it, you know, that it, it's fine. You know, it's just going to take a little time before he can practice. He shouldn't have the problems he had in the past where the shoulder would pop out. That was the issue. They had to tighten it up, tighten those ligaments up there. So uh, I love this move. I truly do. I don't think it'll be as easy for him in uh, New Jersey as it was in Minnesota. The offensive line has some issues here, but uh, I think this is a great move by the Jets.
3: And the Cowboys, um, the Cowboys signed Zach Martin, lose Zeke Elliott. How critical was this uh, Zach Martin deal that it gets done, and what are your thoughts with Zeke Elliott moving on?
5: Well, Zach Martin had to get done. We all knew it would get done. We're gonna take some time here, but it was gonna get done. Uh, so I'm not not so shocked it got done. Uh, more annoyed that it took this long. But hey, in the end, the fact that Martin missed a couple of weeks of camp, no big deal. Probably better for him here. So he, you can make an argument. Martin's the best player on the Cowboys. i about the lineman getting no love? But this guy's a surefire uh, Hall of Famer, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, so you can make that argument here. I'm glad it got done. Uh, losing Elliott, uh, you know how I thought. Listen, I thought he was coming back to Dallas. It was just a matter of time here. You know, but I'm, so I'm glad he's moved on here I think Elliott still has something to give but if he was with Dallas I get to see McCarthy doing something stupid and playing him more or Jerry Jones playing him more, Jerry Jones loves him so I'm very happy to see that he's not with the Cowboys, that being said Cowboys are a little light there at running back Yeah, so a guy coming with depth a is thin
3: that's concerning great stuff uh, George, thanks for joining us anytime gentlemen have a great week Vincent
2: we will talk Raiders football coming up next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more
0: than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
4: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? that's the sound of all the sports you love all at once starting at $40 a month experience it all live with sling sling
3: Let's talk some Raider football. Vincent Bonsignor at um, Vegas Nation, reporter, of course, the Review Journal. You hear him on the radio all over the place, and we're lucky to have him on the show tonight. Vinny, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Absolutely, you know that. So listen, the preseason has begun, and um, Josh McDaniels likes winning preseason games. He prioritizes uh, winning in the preseason. That's five straight. They went undefeated uh, last year. And uh, football teams, whether it's the the regular season or the preseason, the atmosphere is always better after a win, isn't it?
6: Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, I felt like the Raiders, um, you know, kind of what you saw on Sunday was a continuation of what we've been seeing a lot of uh, during training camp that's getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback guys getting their hands on the ball uh, on the back end making plays on the ball lots of interceptions over the two joint practices against the 49ers 11 between uh, Thursday and Friday and they've been doing that a lot during training camp even against themselves so um, they have made an emphasis of trying to be disruptive on defense they the least amount of takeaways since 2019 in the NFL. That's not conducive to winning. I think the Raiders understand that. Josh McDaniels understands that. Dave Ziegler, the general manager, understands that. They've brought in people uh, that um, have shown proficiency in that area. And are emphasizing it, and uh, so far so good. It definitely came to fruition uh, against the 49ers.
3: The big, the big storyline after the 49er game was the play of Aiden O'Connell, and it looks like the Raiders might have found a quarterback, um, you know, on under the radar, uh, radar quarterback that a lot of football junkies and scout type dudes actually did like a lot. So talk to me about uh, O'Connell and what the future holds um, for him with the Raiders. It seems like he's got. Uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Jimmy G is a stopgap. Hoyer's obviously an older quarterback. It looks like Aiden O'Connell has a chance to be the starting quarterback in the future for the Raiders.
6: Yeah, I mean it's uh, obviously uh, in its infant stages. Uh, but you know, you go all the way back to uh, October when Dave Ziegler, the general manager, kind of you know first started uh, sifting around uh, Aiden O'Connell when he was at Purdue and liked what he saw. Uh, brought some film over to uh, Josh McDaniels, uh, who was then. You know, knee deep in his own season with the Raiders, he said, "Hey, look, when you get a chance, uh, take a look at this guy. I think this is somebody that you would like." He, you know, uh, this is well ahead of the draft and way before coaches get involved in the draft. But that's that goes as far. That, that's how far it went back uh, with the Raiders. and Nate O'Connell. So he caught their eye early in the process, and you know, it was. A, it, it, he's been really good during training camp, so no real big surprise that he was able to take that onto the field on Sunday. And he's definitely been impressing uh, all the right people uh, amongst the Raiders. Uh, will he be the quarterback of the future? Kind of way too early for that. I think what they want to happen, um, you, know, as, you know, or sooner rather than later, is if something were to happen to Jimmy G, and I think there's always a history of Jimmy G with his, with his injuries, if that were to happen uh, this year, that Aiden O'Connell would be ready to go uh, if and when that, that happens. Part of that is on Adrian, uh, or Aiden O'Connell. Part of that is on Josh McDaniels. A lot of it, believe it or not, is on Brian Hoyer. He knows why he's here. Um, one, of the, one of the reasons why he's here in an emergency, you know, uh, back backup Jimmy G, but, but even more importantly than that, help get uh, Aiden Connell uh, to a point where he can be the backup, kind of like he did with Mac Jones and some other younger quarterbacks over his career. He's kind of wired that way. He's probably a future coach uh, at some point. He's kind of a de facto coach uh, here for the Raiders, even though he's technically a player.
3: Vincent Boss you're with us, uh, Vinny. What's the status with Tyree Wilson uh, right now? What's his timeline looking like?
6: Yeah, I think you're going to probably see him pretty soon, uh, maybe even this week. Um, if not, uh, probably you know very soon after that. You know, the Raiders are being really cautious with their first-round pick, seventh pick overall from Texas Tech. I know it's you know frustrating for a lot of Raider fans, but they understood that there was going to be a process early on. You know, getting him. Uh, ramped up to, uh, to go play a season and be ready. And they're not going to rush that. This is a five-year, at least, uh, investment uh, in a player that they think really highly of. Uh, they'll gladly trade, you know, a couple of practices or two weeks of practices in, in July and August uh, to get him right and get him for the bulk of the season. So, uh, But I think you're going to see him sooner rather than later, maybe even this week.
3: I heard Josh McDaniels say, "quote that uh, Devonte Adams injury was nothing crazy," which I've never really heard that uh, when defined by an injury. But I, you know, I sort of get it. He's saying, "Hey, nothing crazy," but what about Devonte Adams's um, injury, and what's 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 Devonte? Um, what's his uh, what's his attitude and his his feeling uh, right now? I mean, he signed with a football team to play with a good friend of his and Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not there anymore. What like what's what's Adams? Um, what's the feeling with Adams? Like you know, is he is he is he into this? Do you get the feeling that he doesn't want to be there anymore? How does this play out? Do you think?
6: Yeah, uh, no, I think he's into this 100. I think it. I just <laughs> you just have to sometimes laugh at some of the things you see uh, nationally. It's all good. We get it. We understand it. That's how it kind of works. Um, but no, he's extremely happy here. Um, he's in this. Uh, has been in this. I know everyone wants to connect the whole dots with him and Derek Carr. Um, it was, it was, it was part of the decision, but not the main part of, of him coming here. This is professional sports. You know, yeah. this isn't. Uh... We go play with my friend, you know, and uh, you know what I'm saying. So, so there were a lot of other factors that played into uh, coming to the Raiders, besides just Derek Carr. And and in the Raiders or with the Raiders, um, Devontae's kind of found something that he didn't have in Green Bay, and that's kind of a, a seat at the table. They give him a lot of respect in terms of talking to him, gauging his um, in his thought process. He's a very um, intelligent. You know, um, I've I, I told him uh, this. he kind of reminds me a little bit of a, of a Kobe Bryant and how he how he attacks uh, his preparation and just his mindset. So that's a valuable piece. If you're an organization to have somebody that's that smart that understands the league and the game as much as he does, of course, you're going to want to um, listen to what he has to say. And and he's got that with the Raiders. He understands that and really appreciates it. So um, you know, if, if, if the Raiders were to go belly up or something along those lines, obviously at his age, you'd probably start looking around and saying, hey, is there a better situation that I can go maximize, you know, uh, the, the rest of my career with? But uh, anybody that I talk to, everybody that I talked to, and I talk to people that are close to Devontae, uh, it's not even close to being along those lines. So yes, to answer the question. Uh, he's happy and he's into it.
3: Marcus Allen's, we conversation with uh, Vincent Bonsignore talking Raider football. Marcus Allen doesn't talk much, but when he does, people listen. And he's talking about the running back market, and specifically Josh Jacobs said, I clearly understand what he's going through. I'm just going to say, it. almost uh, it's almost like collusion. They decided that the running back position is the one that their uh, productivity is only sh- for a short period of time instead of looking at uh, each and every one individually. What is the deal with Josh Jacobs uh, right now? I'm seeing some stores. Yeah, you know, I'm going to ask you point blank, You know that they're hoping it's sooner rather than later. He doesn't have really any incentive to show up sooner rather than later. What's your feeling on it?
6: Yeah, um, I mean, at some point, he's going to have $10.1 million of incentive. Um, to, to, to report. And I, would, I would expect that at some point that's exactly what's going to happen. Can they sweeten the pot a little bit, uh, kind of like what the Giants did with, um, with Saquon Barkley, uh, p- perhaps. But I, I just don't see any scenario, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, where he doesn't play. That's a lot of money just to, to, uh, to, to wage a fight that he's really not going to be able to win. There's no um, you know, holding out. It's not going to get him a new long-term contract. That's by rule. He's not allowed to talk to the Raiders about that until after the season. At this point, that's what that July 17th deadline uh, was about. And I and I understand where Marcus is coming from. You know, I guess my question to him would be: illusion by who? You know, um, he, I, I talk to so many people that you know whether they run their own teams or you know uh, are part of that process. Uh, I could say this talking to them. The owners, owners don't care how you divvy up the money. You know, here's your 237 million dollars. You know, that 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 in cash that that you have to build this roster. General manager, coaching staff. You know, figure it out. I don't think owners care if you pay the guard this much or the quarterback that much or whoever. They just want the best roster, and they're hiring you as the general manager to put that best roster together. So, look, data, statistics, um, history is starting to show that that giving a lot of money to a running back on a second contract might not be the best business uh, model in the NFL. That's just kind of what the analytics and the money, or excuse me, and and, and the the data is starting to show. So it's unfortunate for running backs, but it's kind of how it is. And you can say the same thing about inside linebackers. Those are two of the most physical positions in the sport, but um, you know, look at how much. Look how many fifth-year options on on inside linebackers weren't picked up uh, this year. There's quite a few of them, and there's money that's. They're not spending a whole lot of money on middle linebackers uh, anymore, except for a couple here or there that are just so exceptional in all the areas and all the facets that they deserve that kind of money. But, um, you know, I I hear what Marcus is saying, but when you say collusion, you're saying that, you know, owners are getting together to deny one particular position, uh, you know, money. I I just don't see it. I don't think they care that much about who gets the money. It's the same amount of money to them. It's just how how are you cutting up that pie?
3: Vincent Bonson, with us, and we agree one million trillion percent on that. And I've said the same thing. They don't care. What? 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 what like, they think they have some personal vendetta <laughs> against running backs. The owners are spending the money anyways. I've always thought it was misguided. Like the the anger the running backs feel, shouldn't that be directed at their own players' association? Because you know, what I mean, like they're. I don't see other players. I don't see other players feeling sorry for the running backs right now. I saw Omar Khan, the uh, the general manager, of the uh, of the, the the Steelers. He basically said, he said, I'll tell you why running backs don't get paid. He said quarterbacks make so much money. Point blank. He said same thing. It's not personal. <laughs> like I don't really see that illusion either. I see it as the NFLPA not doing their job and allowing the salary cap. Uh, and the the franchise tag to be to be what it is uh, for the running backs. And another thing is, I don't understand why any any player would want to be a running back if you're if you know this now coming in. Uh, you know, I, I so I see all sides of it as well, but I agree with you. I don't think it's any sort of collusion with the owners or anything like that. I think the PA screwed up in allowing it uh, to get this far. So before we get you out of here. Um, so what are they doing? They're practicing with the Rams this week? I mean, they're already off to L.A. I saw you tweet. So I know they're playing the Rams on Saturday. So is it one of the uh, intra-squad uh, practices this week, throughout the week with the Rams? Yeah,
6: yeah they are. There's uh, there's practices on Wednesday and Thursday. The Raiders had to fly out on Sunday after the game because technically the day after games are off days. So uh, you're not allowed to travel in the NFL on, uh, on off days. So rather than Get their work in Tuesday morning. Their film work, studying the, the 49ers game, uh, and then and then getting on a plane Tuesday and waking up Wednesday morning for a practice. They decided uh, to kind of uh, you know expedite the whole process and and you know get on a plane Sunday night after the game. Uh, you know fly out to Los Angeles. Day off for the players today. Then tomorrow they'll go over the film uh, against uh, the 49ers and then get ready for two joint practices Wednesday and Thursday against the Rams.
3: You know what's funny? I like the Raiders. I like the what we saw, Vinny, and obviously now five straight wins, four zero last year in the preseason, for McDaniel's. And I'm thinking, man, I, I like the Raiders this week against the Rams. I, I really like this. Yeah, so do the oddsmakers. Raiders open up as three and a half point favorites in this game. So, well, they're not they're not sleeping on the Raiders in the preseason. But I'll be betting on the Raiders this week, Vinny.
6: Um, that's between you and Paul man i i don't get into that um, so uh, i think it's um you know uh I have friends who bet spring training baseball games. Like, what are you doing? So, uh, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, I think you saw what happened on Sunday against the 49ers, and also what happened with the Rams against the Chargers. So you could make your own conclusions.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Bongson, you're great job, Vinny. You're doing a great job covering the Raiders. Uh, Vinny's a must-follow, and as I say, uh, the Review Journal is a great, uh, great sports section. It really is. Like, it's not. You don't have to be in Vegas to want to read it. Check it out online, guys. So uh, great stuff, and uh, follow Vincent on. Uh, uh, on Twitter, Axe ex- Vincent Vinny Bonsinger. Uh, Vinnie, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us.
6: All right. Have a good one and enjoy Saturday's game, whatever,
3: however you decide to play it. Yeah, let's go, Raiders. <laughs> the late night anger management class continues.
2: This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Get the Sports Grid mobile app. Take us to places where the wife would definitely not
3: Oh, yeah. The late night aggromats, for class, this is Sports Rage. And shout out to our boy, Vinny Bonson. You're great stuff. Always fun talking Raider football uh, with Vinny. And there's a lot of excitement about the Raiders winning. Listen, the Raiders, Raider fans are, you know, despite their reputation, they're actually some of the most positive fans in sport, really. Like, they love the team no matter what. They support the Raiders no matter what. It's a unique situation because they're in Las Vegas right now, and so many. So many visiting fans are always going there, so they don't have that. It's not that same type of thing, but kind of preseason games are kind of what they have, right? They went four and zero in a preseason last year. They won six games, right? So they won their preseason game. Um, They're one and zero. And I like them again. We all know the Rams are terrible in the preseason. We saw they were terrible against the Chargers. The Raiders are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this football game. I was hoping that the oddsmakers, well, whatever, the oddsmakers are not dumb. right? So they know that the Rams are a fade in the preseason. And say what you will about Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, but now 5-0. and oh. He went 4 and 0 last year in the preseason and he won the game uh, he won the game against San Francisco. I don't see any reason why the Raiders don't beat the Rams. Of course, they'll be uh, practicing against each other on Wednesday and Thursday like uh Vinnie alluded to the total in this football game is 36 and a half. Aiden O'Connell now, you can say, listen, you don't want to get too excited about one performance, but the fact of the matter is there's only three preseason games, so they don't get a lot of opportunities, and one of them is the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game, right? So Aiden O'Connell has to uh, show, and like all other quarterbacks, they have limited reps. They get limited opportunities. Right? And look at Trey Lance. Was It Trey Lance's fault, but listen, Trey Lance didn't light it up, and people are bearing him here right now already. We'll go over to point spreads for week two in the preseason. Raiders, three and a half point favorites against the Rams. Seattle Seahawks, seven point favorites. Posting the Dallas Cowboys. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. Bring it.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
3: With the
4: Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.